Hello. Hi. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. Uh, I just got finished crying my motherfucking eyes out. Yeah, we, for once in our lives, watched the movie directly before recording. Yeah, I don't think, I think we've done this maybe like once or twice. Once or twice. And we're in like 80 episodes deep. But yeah, yeah. this was a bad one to do that for respectfully. Yeah. Because I just sobbed. I like, just cried so a hard. Wee baby. <laughs> God, why did you make me watch this? Just Listen, kidding. this is one of my favorite <laughs> Disney movies, honestly. I literally hadn't seen this movie for like 15 years after it came out. Like, I only saw this movie like recently. It didn't even come out 15 years ago. When did it come out? 2007? Yeah. So that was. I don't know math. Thir- that's like 16 years ago. So you didn't watch it for the first time a year ago. It was like. Three years ago. I love this movie so much. It truly is like one of my favorite. I don't know why nobody's seen it. Like, it's so good. This should be like a classic. I don't understand why it's not. This movie is like Disney. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's like quintessential like Disney. It's literally so good. I have no qualms. I mean. Except for. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people have seen it. Right? Have people not? I think like Disney people have seen it. But I don't think they're as obsessed with it as we are. Wild. I mean, I, I guess I hadn't seen it for a long time, so I really can't say anything. Yeah. But now and that the first I've time you it, watched it, you were like, fave movie. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing with me. My problem is, is that I'm really good at reading into like foreshadowing things. And I figure out plots of books, movies, TV shows, like almost instantly. Like if you give me a crumb of something that is going to have a cause and effect in any kind of media, I immediately am like, oh, this is going to make this happen and this happen and this time and that's going to be the end. So I figure shit out so quick. So I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was home alone. I think you left for work, like in the middle of me watching this. And so you were like, oh, you're going to like this movie. It's going to make you cry. And I was like, okay, bet. And I texted her like five minutes later and I was like, is this this? And she was like, I'm not telling you anything. And I was right. (laughs) because I literally figure shit out. I don't know. It actually kind of sucks because nothing is a shock to me in like plot lines. Yeah. It really takes a lot for me to like be shocked by a plot twist. Right. Because I figure everything out, which I did with (laughs) this movie very, very, very early on. I think we should. I think we should jump right in because I'm so excited. so this time we're here to tell you why meet the robinson is tragical i have some fun facts yes there's actually quite a lot of fun facts i personally think i picked the best one some of them just made me laugh so i picked them uh, so the parts of Lewis and Wilbur had to be recast about 60% through the movie when the original actors' voices broke from puberty. So there's like two different people voicing them. Like not even just like their adult selves still are like, I guess one of them's adult self to child. It's literally right. the children have 
two different voice actors. Oh, that's crazy. And it's like, apparently if you like really pay attention, it's like kind of obvious in some parts. Oh, wow. They had to like recast them. Well, I prob they probably like had to go like back. Like they probably had some his stuff that hit the cutting floor and then they like had to recall yeah. the voice actors in. And they couldn't and they were them. like hey it's me <laughs> yeah robert <laughs> yeah yeah so, there's not like any like big names in this movie really there's one angela bassett <laughs> she's <laughs> my the only queen one. my legend she does the voice of the orphanage owner mildred mildred owner she probably doesn't own it she probably just works there. yeah she's just the worker yeah <laughs> she owns the orphanage um, in the future the todayland park is a tribute to the original tomorrowland the futuristic section of disney theme parks immediately visible after the today land sign is space mountain and the original rocket jets oh i didn't see the rocket jets i definitely saw space mountain i saw space mountain but i didn't notice the rocket jets either it's also so the original tomorrowland and disneyland is meant to be 1985 looking 30 years in the future from 1955 and this movie takes place 30 years in the future oh that's cool yeah yeah yeah. so it's like a little that's why they had it in there it's also, a little I nod feel like rocket jet is kind of repetitive it's like q line astro orbiter is way better but also just like rocket jet that's yeah the, yeah it's okay. the same word <laughs> you're just saying the same thing a, is it a jet or is it a rocket a rocket rocket or a jet jet you tell me <laughs> same thing Walt Disney Feature Animation wanted to assert themselves as being separate from Pixar, renaming themselves Walt Disney Animation Studios. This is the first film to show the new Walt Disney Animation Studios animated logo, which is Steamboat Willie. So this is the first movie that had that, which is so funny because when we were watching the beginning of this movie and the you castle knew, goes, I was like, I immediately started whistling because I knew it was going to happen. But before this movie, that didn't happen. So I thought that was so fun. Uh, at the science fair, uh, Professor Lucille Crunklehorn explains that her invention, the caffeine patch, has 12 cups of coffee per patch and shows that she has 16 visible patches on her right arm. That is 192 <laughs> cups or 12 gallons of coffee. Ma'am, you would die. Ma'am. Your heart would quite literally explode. You would also be sitting on the toilet for days. You would just be shitting. Yeah. Like Lucille, you would you would quite simply pass away. That's too much coffee, I think. I think this is one of the best fun facts I've ever read in my life. Um, an unusual bonus on the DVD for this movie is an optional audio track that features only the sound effects, no dialogue or music, and five point one surround sound. Imagine falling asleep to that. But, like whose idea was that? And then they were like, "Yes, do it. Put it Somebody on the DVD." ASMR. <laughs> the original ASMR is the Meet the Robinsons. How do I get my hands on that? <laughs> by the DVD. <laughs> I don't have a DVD How player. How wild is that? Maybe it's on Disney Plus. That'd be crazy if it was. How that would I doubt be, it. I doubt it. Yeah, but that'd be really funny. Um, after a test screening for John Lasseter, <clears throat> um, he suggested a lot of changes to the movie. Um, in the 10 months prior to the release, nearly 60% of the movie was reshot or re-rendered, adding in new storyline elements and action scenes, as well as a diabolical sidekick. He said that the villain wasn't scary enough, which is why they added in it's still an additional. Scary. <laughs> no. Neither of them really are. It's just sad. And then my last one is the in the 3D version of this film and the final credits are all 2D except for the names of the people who converted it to 3D. 
Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I said, fuck you, 2D people. And we get all of our fun facts from the Internet Movie Database. Or the Database, if you're nasty. Nasty. And they are on our uh, website, tragicalpodcast.com, Com. which is linked in the Shinnets. Woo! Let's fucking go. Let's, let's dive in. I'm still crying, so. Okay. We start with a mother leaving her baby at an orphanage in the rain in In New York. (laughs) Yeah, she does leave him in a box. I guess she just didn't want to leave him like, because he could have rolled over, you know? I guess. It's like a newborn. They don't roll. (laughs) Yeah, he's also like swaddled. (laughs) Just in case he rolls out of his swaddle down the stairs, she put him in a box. So Mm -hmm. that's good. Okay, so this is baby Lewis. And uh, he's a little bit older now. He's 12. And he is an inventor. So he is straight up in his little orphanage room with his roommate, Goob, who is just wants to talk about baseball. Sweet little angel baby Goob. Just loves baseball. His name is Michael Yagoobian, and he goes by Goob. I don't think he goes by. Everyone calls him Goob. <laughs> I don't think it's a conscious choice that he goes by Goob. I think he's just called Goob. Anyway, he is helping Lewis with his invention, but he's really just talking to Lewis about baseball. Lewis could not care less. Yeah. Lewis is like, wrench hold this also goob is the sweetest little angel baby and he just looks so tie tie he does he's, he's so tired so in. he's so tired that's what i think i look like <laughs> no full stop that's no. what i look like <laughs> so goob walks over to the window and he sees that there is a couple there uh to potentially adopt lewis but lewis is just trying to build his invention he doesn't really care too much about getting adopted but also he thinks that inventing something cool to show off to the people who might adopt him will get him adopted like he thinks like oh i'm so smart if i adopt something really cool then they'll have to adopt me because i invented something really cool and they'll like have to have me yeah i think that would freak me the fuck out if i went to go adopt a child and they were like look at my invention no i don't know i guess i wouldn't i think it's cute he has a hobby Uh, children are scary (laughs) they're scary um but anyway so he created a pb and j portion control it's a pb and j gun call it what it is yeah um to you know if you have too much peanut butter it sticks to the roof of your mouth if you have too much jelly or jam then it it gets all over your hands and you're sticky what do you think is worse too much jelly or too much jam wait don't say it too much what too much jelly or too much jam (laughs) too much (laughs) peanut butter or too much jelly okay on the count of three one, what do you think is worse? Two, three. Peanut, peanut butter. butter. Yes. <laughs> like too much peanut butter is the worst. It's like he said, it sticks to the roof of your mouth. I'd rather have too much jelly. Yeah, I think I would too. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of jelly? I uh, prefer. Okay, so I like, I like crunchy peanut butter, but I prefer creamy. I do too. Just because, like, after a while, I don't know the the crunchy peanut butter starts to like scrape the roof of my mouth mm-hmm. and then I get pissed mm-hmm. off. I so feel that. I definitely like a creamy peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I like Jif. If you eat Peter Pan, you're just eating like sugar. Yeah. Just pour maple syrup on some bread if that's really what you're going. That's for. fair. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't know. I like everything. I like orange mom a lot. I like blackberry. I like. I think blackberry is my I like favorite. Cherry. I do also really like strawberry. I love strawberry. Love grape, grape. and blueberry. Could quite literally die in a hole. Those are like two of my top, top five, hate, top five, top five. I don't know. I like grapes. I hate grape flavored things and jelly. Grape jelly doesn't taste like grapes to me. It tastes like grape flavoring. And it's literally grapes. My I only like fresh blueberries. Anything cooked, preserved with blueberries. Ugh, disgusting. Hate it, mate. 
I like I don't even think there's a jam I wouldn't eat. I'm not a huge fan of the apricot, but I'll fucking throw it down. You honestly. know what I love? Apple butter. <laughs> apple that butter. shit slaps. I could just put a straw on the apple butter. Correct. And I have before and I'll do it again. <laughs> anyway, so Mildred, the... Uh, Angela Bassett. Yeah, who is voiced by Angela Bassett, the only person of relevance in this entire Correct. film. She tidies up Lewis and sends him down to his adoption interview. And Lewis is showing this couple his peanut butter gun the dad is just wanting to know if he likes sports, so he's canceled. Um, yeah, fuck off, mate. <laughs> sports aren't everything, bestie. Very rude. They should have gotten goob. Yeah, right? The fuck? Where's Michael Yagoobian? Yeah. Get him down here for this he interview. sports? Yeah, so they are terrified. Um, and then Lewis accidentally covers them in peanut butter and jelly because the gun jams. Da not <laughs> I didn't even realize that actually until just now. Yeah, the jam, so the jam, gun jams. Um, unfortunately, the sports obsessed Mr. Man, Harrington, Mr. Harrington, he is allergic to nuts. Okay, so here's my thing. This is bad. Lewis was holding this gun for a solid five minutes, explaining what it does. They could have left at any time. Just slowly backs away from him. You could have walked out of that room at any time. Fun fact, Mr. Harrington is in fact allergic to peanuts, so he has a really bad reaction to being covered in peanut butter. Um, luckily, Mrs. Harrington does in fact have his EpiPen, thank God. Um, but yeah, th- I'm sorry, sir, that is your own fault. You are a grown man. You knew to leave that room. Yeah, like I would have left immediately. And said, hey, I'm allergic to peanuts. I'm going to go. So anyway, it doesn't go well. Um, So Lewis goes up to the roof. It's like his little safe haven. And Mildred goes up there to comfort him. And he lets her know that he has had 124 adoption interviews. That was 54. Whatever. (laughs) He's had a lot of adoption interviews. I wrote 124. Uh, Maybe it is. I thought 154. Whatever. He's had a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Either way. Um, And he's nervous because he's about to be 13. And then he knows his chances will go down because nobody wants to adopt a teenager. And I'm like, I definitely don't even want to adopt a 12 year old. (laughs) You're still a teenager at that age, if you ask me. Yeah. Like preteens are almost worse than teenagers. I feel like. Yeah. Am I wrong? (laughs) Once I get past the age of seven, they're little assholes. So. Anyway, Lewis is talking about how his birth mom didn't want him. And Mildred's like, well, you don't know that your birth mom didn't want you. And then Lewis is like, you're right. I'm going to invent a memory scanner so that I can see my mom and find out who she is because maybe she wants me. And then Mildred's like, that's not what I meant, bestie. Mildred's like, emphasis on the maybe. (laughs) Yeah. She she might still not want you. Respectfully, I was just trying to make you feel better, (laughs) bestie. I didn't mean it. She definitely did not want you. She left you you on my porch in the fucking pouring rain in a cardboard box. She did not want you. Yeah. So, sorry. Anyway, Lewis is determined to make this memory scanner. He's keeping Goop up at all hours of the night. While he's inventing, he's like chugging soda, Lewis is. Mm-hmm. But Goob is trying to rest. He is trying to rest for his... His big baseball game. His baseball games. He wants to be a baseball star. All he thinks about is... Baseball. Baseball. It's his life. Sweet little Goob. So poor Goob isn't getting any sleep, and Lewis is just hacking away at his little invention. His little invention. He's like in middle school, but he also is like going to college, He's like dual enrolled at the age of <laughs> yeah. 12. 
His science teacher gives him a flyer for the science fair, the Inventco science fair. And Lewis is like, great, I'm going to make a memory scanner. So I'm on it. I'm already making it. So I'm just going to make that my science fair project. Oh, let's fucking go. Bet. So one morning, Michael Yugubian is off to his baseball game. He is tuckered out. He's tired. He tells Mildred that Lewis kept him up all fucking night with his inventing. It's really sad. (laughs) Mildred seems like the best mom, though. Yeah, right? I wish Mildred was my mom. Angela Bassett, I wish you were my mom. (laughs) Yeah, also, these kids are just running amok in New York. Like, she's barely watching them. Uh But she's such a good mom. Yeah, she's great. She's doing so great. So Lewis has made his mind reading headset invention thingy and he puts it in a wagon and he's off to the science fair. Yeah. So the science fair is held in the school gym. The judges for the science fair are his science teacher. Uh, she's like, What was her name? Kunkle Bottom? Kunkle? Lucille. Lucille. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dr. Lucille, who's wearing 900 caffeine patches. Yeah, she works for Inventco, the sponsor of the science fair. Yeah, she, and she invented the the caffeine, caffeine patches. patches. And Honestly, she I is, could use those. She is using them all. <laughs> she, she, she hasn't slept in eight days. Um, there's no side effects except for the fact that she just screams at the top of her lungs for no reason every once in a while. She's doing great. And then the gym teacher. Who has on underwear. Oh my God. I did not even notice until Melissa pointed it out. He is quite literally wearing like underwear, right? Underwear. I think they're supposed to be shorts, but they just look like underwear. I think it's supposed to be like funny because like like, tiny gym shorts. Yeah. Because he's like a really big guy. Yeah. They look like panties. (laughs) <laughs> he's got them little they panties on panties. Little green panties <laughs> they are panties for sure the gym teacher has on his underwear, underwear. <laughs> he is the in gym a teacher. thong <laughs> he is quite literally in fishnet stockings <laughs> and high heels and a garter belt <laughs> strutting his stuff in the gym with his little clippy board he also doesn't have a face like his hat covers like the whole top half of his face is just like his I've mouth. I've never looked at his down. face once. Look at them thighs. Look at them big old gams. Look at them thick ass thighs. He was so big. You know that trend on TikTok? Maybe you don't. I don't know. We're on very different sides we of TikTok. We are definitely on different sides of TikTok. Where um, very muscular people are crushing watermelons with their thighs. I've definitely seen that. Okay, great. That's, <laughs> That's He him. could do that. <laughs> yeah. No problem. He could do 10 at a time. He has a TikTok account dedicated just to squashing fruit between his thighs. Anyway, Lewis brings his project into the gym and sets it up on a table. Um, there's a bunch of other kids there with their weird ass projects one kid is fucking mount vesuvius like every other child makes <laughs> for a science project it looked great though yeah he was it's wearing like a way toga. better than i would have done yeah you got some pretty cool science fair stuff yeah i did one year i did um the witch carpet cleaner <laughs> yeah worked, worked better the best what was my other one? I probably did something really similar. Like what paper, which paper towels? What was my other one? I don't remember. I re- I don't know why the carpet cleaner one the is carpet the one, one I, remember. I remember. Maybe you were older when you did that one. So that's why I remember. Yeah, it. I went in fifth grade and third grade to the science fair. Didn't win a damn thing. I thought you did great. You won in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> also carpet cleaning. Like that's so me. That's I'm so fifth so... grade of you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm so like. An obsessive cleaner. <laughs> Which cleaner, when I get older, is going to work better? <laughs> I when I spill wine on the carpet. <laughs> I honestly remember, like, I did, like, a name brand one and then, like, a homemade one. God, I wish I could find it. 
But I remember I'm like, sure dad has a hundred photos of it. Yeah. I remember that one of them worked like really good. And then one of the name brand ones didn't work at all. Yeah. It was but like the off brand one that worked best. Yeah. Like the off brand, like Walmart, like great value garbage cleaner. Yeah. Or whatever. And it was like that foamy shit that you yeah. use. Like Resolve did not work or whatever. What yeah. was my other one? Now I really want to remember. I, have, I literally only remember the carpet cleaning one. It was fun. I got to glue the carpet pieces to like, like, to, like the board. <laughs> the board. Right, what like, did you spill on them? Was it wine? I think it was probably grape juice. Oh, it might have been grape juice. I think juice. I did a couple different things, actually. To, like, test them out? Yeah, I, I tested multiple hypotheses. Is wow. that the one? Or is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I tested <laughs> multiple hypotheses. I did not play around. I was not there to play. Oh, yeah, because I probably tested, like, multiple stains for, like, yeah, dirt, multiple cleaners, grape juice. Yeah, what was your other one? I really don't remember. You know what's so crazy is I, like, loved that. I loved doing, like, science experiments and shit. Like, what happened to me? Dude, I'm not kidding. I think going to Buchanan Middle School ruined Dumbed me. You? Well, I remember they wanted me to be in um, Gifted, but I'm not good at math. I'm good at science and reading. But, like, I had to be in all of it. Oh, yeah. No, you had to, like, score a certain... Yeah. You had to have, like, a certain IQ. So, like, I did well in everything except for math. But they still wanted me to be in it. But then they they never put me in it. Math is so easy to me. No, I hate I just, math. like, make well, sense I mean, to me. I've now realized as an adult that I flip numbers. I have dyslexia with numbers. So, like, that's why I'm not good at fucking math. It makes so much <laughs> sense now. I didn't realize until I worked at a hotel and I would write people's room numbers. And they would come back and they'd be like, I can't find this. And I'm like, that's because it doesn't exist. I flipped these two <laughs> numbers. Let me fix that. <laughs> Yeah, I still do it all the time. I have to reread everything that I like put with numbers. That's wild. Yeah, I yeah. think the three years I was in middle school, I didn't learn anything, and I was I disassociated so hard because I didn't want to be in school so badly that I I don't think I learned a thing. You know, that's when I became anxious and depressed. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then in high school, I was just a fucking raging alcoholic, and I've been here ever since. I was just still anxious and depressed, <laughs> just older. I'm still smart. I'm just. I was never smart. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's not cry about our lives because we're going to cry about (laughs) some other children's lives today. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Lewis is (laughs) setting up his science project, um, which is a memory scanner. And (laughs) (laughs) imagine like a a volcano. Yeah. And then this kid's like, I have a memory scanner. And then a memory scanner. Okay. A child tackles Lewis and says, hi, my name is Wilbur. I'm a cop from the future. A 13-year-old cop. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to protect you from a guy in a bowler hat who time traveled to come here to steal your science project. And Lewis is like, what hallucinogenics did you take today, bestie? Like, are you on the coffee patch too? Yeah, right? Like, could you imagine? Like, what does any of that even mean? So it's Lewis's turn to be judged. And unfortunately, before the judges came over, the bowler hat guy did sneak into the science fair. He's like a tall, he's wearing like a a onesie, tall, skinny man with a handlebar mustache wearing a, a black is it a, is it a onesie it seems like it's a onesie it's like a full one-piece suit like but a, like like a morph suit yeah and then he has like a very beat up cape around him why is he wearing that we find out later do we yes oh i think i've always missed that part mm-hmm. where did he get it we'll, we'll talk about it later <laughs> and he um he sometimes wears a bowler hat but the bowler hat is a, also a robot it sometimes will fly off his head and it is 
you know, it has like little spider legs and it can fly around. And it's sentient. Like Bowler Hat Guy is not controlling controlling it yeah also the hat's name is doris yeah (laughs) but it's like d-o-r-1-5 so yeah doris has gone under the blanket that the memory scanner is under and has unscrewed some bolts so when lewis goes to turn the memory scanner on it starts to rattle and parts are flying off there are ants um from somebody's ant farm frogs just galore there's frogs the volcano goes off and sets off the sprinklers in the gym so basically everything is just fucking fucked pandemonium (laughs) yeah there's pandemonium lewis runs away because he's super sad because he let his science teacher and himself down also his memory scanner doesn't work that he's been working on for like so he can't go find his fucking mom he didn't win the science fair he ruined everybody's lives and he's never gonna see his mom's face awesome day <laughs> amazing after everyone has vacated the gym bowler hat guy and doris steal the memory machine and doris puts back the screw that she unscrewed to fuck it all up and essentially just like fixes it because it was literally just a screw missing and they steal it and they run away so lewis is up on the rooftop his little safe haven on top of the orphanage and he starts ripping up his invention plan because he thinks it didn't work yeah he's having a pity party and i'm like girly pop just like fix Fix it it. like why are you being so dramatic (laughs) and then wilbur starts throwing the pieces of his plan back at him balling it up and throwing it back at him and then like hiding like a fucking weirdo and then like making pigeon pigeon noises (laughs) and then wilbur comes over to him and he's like uh hi it's me the 13 year old uh future cop remember me i need you to fix your invention thingy and then like make it you have to make it work and you have to like win the science fair and lewis is like fuck off mate i don't want to do any of that i'm gonna have a pity party up on my roof thank you so much yeah and then wilbur is like you know what i can prove to you that i am from the future and if i do that will you fix it and lewis is like sure i have nothing better to do today if you can prove to me that you're from the future i'll fix my stupid invention yeah so wilbur uh throws lewis off the roof horrifying (laughs) yeah just (laughs) starts pushing him towards the edge yeah throws him off but lewis lands on invisibility just nothing (laughs) there um but it's a ship it's a time travel ship and wilbur's like i'm gonna take you to the future buckles him in and off they go to the future yeah they uh, jump to the future and they are in today land and then we see space mountain Mm -hmm. and apparently rocket jets jets, (laughs) which was the disneyland version of astro orbiter also like main form of travel in today land is by bubble apparently and the whole thing is very horrifying to me Yeah, you get in a bubble and then like float to the where you're supposed to go and then a like like little finger like pops your bubble and then you go into a tube all of that seems absolutely horrifying to me yeah i'm not floating around in a bubble i'm not glinda the good witch what if there's a breeze bestie (laughs) not here for it yeah how do you control it you can't yeah somebody's in the the wizard of oz (laughs) you're at the mercy of the fucking elements at that point like is ariana grande gonna float down in a bubble i really hope so she'd better she already looks so good for it i'm so excited i will keep talking about this and we have to move on did you see that tiktok where this girl was like trying to do like a 
a voiceover pretty much just showing the different like scenes that like people like entertainment whatever yeah, yeah, got yeah. pictures of uh-huh. and she kept calling Alphaba 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 it made me want to pass away it's Alphaba and then some sweet gay was like Alphaba Alphaba <laughs> like please I actually have that book really wicked mm-hmm. I it has green pages it's really cute oh really <laughs> yeah it's I'm in like, storage I don't know if I give a fuck about I mean I want to see like Ariana Grande kill it but I, I just love I like the Wizard define, of Oz. I like Defying Gravity. I like popular. I just I think it's so fun. I'm sure I hate it, but I'll I'll see the movie. I think you would actually like it. I, I just know hate you don't musicals. like musicals. You, you like some. Yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> I feel like it's got that like tackiness that's like tacky enough. It doesn't take itself seriously. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you like musicals that just don't take themselves that serious. I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> I told you I'll keep talking about this. <laughs> okay, so they are in the future and then they're in the time machine. They're flying around and Wilbur's like, cool. So I showed you that I'm from the future. Now will you fix your uh, memory scanner? And Lewis is like, hey, I literally made the memory scanner to see my mom. So just take me back in time to see my mom. He's like, I don't need to invent that anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a time I'm machine. I'm in a time machine. Hello? And then Lewis takes control of the time machine and him and Wilbur are fighting over the controls and they crash the time machine into a building and down into the ground. Yeah, so they're not going anywhere now. No. Um, Wilbur's like, my parents are going to kill me. We only had two time machines in all of existence. Bowler Hat Guy stole one because of me because I left the garage unlocked and now you just crashed and broke the other one. Good luck going back to talk to your mom now. Yikes. He thought they just like everybody had a time machine, I think. Yeah. Silly goose. It's not a thing. There was only two. Now there's only one. So cut back to the past and bowler hat guy take the invention to Inventco. And he's going to show it to the board of directors and say that it is his invention. So he's super nervous and Doris tells them that she'll give him cue cards out the out the window of the boardroom. <laughs> and that's how the that's how the meeting starts. So Bowler Hat Guy is reading the cue cards that Doris is showing him while he's trying to present Lewis's invention as his own. And then he's squinting to read, which like same girl, same. But also it's because he like really is illiterate. He really can't read that well. No, it's, it's not because he no, can't stop. see. It's, it's because he he's illiterate. See. He's having a really hard time reading it. So the board, um, the director of the board of directors, I don't know what his title is. <laughs> the boss. The, C- the CEO. Sure. The CFO. Whoever um, he is. The, the big man. The big guy on top. He asks Bowler Hat Guy if he wants him to put the shades down because the sun is in his eyes. And so he does that. And then... Bowler hat guy can't read Doris's cue cards anymore. She's buying the shades. But he still, he tries to get through the presentation, but he doesn't know how to work the machine. So this wasn't like a really good plan. Yeah, he should have at least tried to figure out how to work it first, I guess. Yeah, and he puts the helmet on the director of the board of the directors. (laughs) Again, I don't know his title. (laughs) And then Bowler Hat Guy accidentally knocks the invention off the table and it drags him across the table and then he ends up on the floor. Anyway, Bowler Hat Guy gets thrown out of the board meeting. They don't they don't take his invention. No. Because it's not his and he doesn't know how to turn it on. And so he has to come up with a new plan and he has a little sad checklist. Oh my God. He literally has a unicorn binder and on the inside it has a checklist. And there's only like three things. There's only three things on it. It was like steel time machine. <laughs> go to past 
pass invention off as my own. Yeah, which he had checked that off, but then he didn't do it. So he had to erase the check mark. (laughs) And then he creates a new box and he says, find kid. But he also wrote find, you know, like in movies when like they cuss and they just put symbols. He wrote find a bunch of symbols, kid. Yeah. (laughs) He drew a bowler hat as one of the symbols. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it was the last one. So cute. Yeah. um, Bowler hat guy. But yeah, so now he has to find Lewis to have Lewis show him how to work the memory machine whatever it is new plan find boy find fucking boy find boy so back to the future uh lewis and wilbur are pushing the time machine into the garage of the house uh they are greeted at the garage door by carl carl is a robot i love carl he's great he's pretty funny he reminds me of ben a little bit yeah like the same like goofy like Carl takes one look at Lewis and knows he's from the past because of his hair. Is that what it is? Yep. His hair gives him away that he is from the past. So they have to hide his hair so no one else knows he's from the past. It's kind of stupid, but it makes sense at the same time because it's like very specific. Is it because he has? We'll talk about it later. I don't (laughs) understand. Okay. So, so Wilbur gives Lewis a Chiquita banana hat. Like the fruit hat? Like a fruit hat. Why did he have that laying around? Why was that the first thing he chose? The robot is freaking out because there's a past child in their home. So he takes this like tube up to the house. Like they have like suction tubes that take you to different rooms in the house, I Mm -hmm. suppose. Yep. And then Wilbur tells Lewis, stay put. I'm going to go get the blueprints for the time machine so we can fix it and make sure the robot keeps his fucking mouth <laughs> shut. shuts the fuck up <laughs> um so then lewis is just alone in the garage with nothing to do and then he accidentally sucks himself up into one of the little transport tubes would you not want to go fuck around with that thing once you saw two of them go up through it i don't think he did it on purpose that's though. what i'm saying like he was just looking at it and trying to figure out how it works and he got yeah. sucked up into it so he ends up at the front door to the house and there's two pots on either side of the door and two men, <laughs> grown men, pop their heads out of the, mm-hmm. the pots in the front door and they're like, ring my bell. And then the other one says, ring my bell. And they both have like doorbell buttons on their side of the door. And Lewis is like, what the fuck? I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one to ring. So he rings the door. A giant octopus answers. I think he's a squid. Squid. I don't know. Is he okay? He's out of water. Like an alien squid guy. Is he good though? Like he's... He seems fine. Okay. Well, he answers the door. Which freaks Lewis the fuck out. Respectfully. Cut back to Wilbur. He goes to the robot, Carl, and he gets the blueprints for the time machine and he tells him the plan. Like, I gotta get back to the past. Lewis is gonna fix his invention and then everything will be fixed and our future will be safe. Carl runs the numbers if he fucks this up and there is a 99.99% chance that if Wilbur does not fix this situation, he won't exist. And Wilbur's like, oh, that's fine. Wilbur's like, that is not great odds. Winning odds to me. (laughs) (laughs) I could unalive myself. Literally. So Lewis runs away from the octopus. He ends up running into an old man who has his clothes on backwards. And a smiley face drawn on the back of his bald head. What the fuck? But then he turns around and he says, my clothes aren't on backwards. My head is. Is he well? No. Okay, great. Um, Grandpa also <laughs> says, uh, 
I lost my teeth and he's just been <laughs> digging holes in the yard. He's looking for his teeth by digging holes in the yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. get it. He's what? doing well. Then we meet a lot of a lot of the family. I hope you got all of this because I could not keep up. I don't think I got all of it, but I'm going to do my best. All right. So there's Aunt Billy. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they're looking for the garage. Gran- the grandpa is like, I'm going to take you to the garage. And they end up in every other right. room of the house except the garage. Right. They're looking for the garage mm-hmm. to get back to the time machine. Aunt Billy has a giant toy train. Yes. Um, and then there's Gaston who likes to shoot himself out of a cannon, but he also has a mini cannon that he shoots things out of. Mm-hmm. So he tries to race the train and he tries to race the train by shooting himself out of the cannon mm-hmm. to beat the, the train, the bullet train, the bullet train that That's a toy. Billy is controlling. He does. He beat, he beats it. I think he hits a, I don't remember. He hits a wall. Yeah. There's uncle Joe who works out. He's a big giant man it's, my 600 pound lifestyle he's literally the people in wally you know what I'm, on the ship yeah he's them that's uncle joe uh-huh. um there's uncle art who is a superhero pizza delivery man mm-hmm. he has a pizza delivery ship mm-hmm. there's Tulula and laszlo i don't remember what they did <laughs> what did Tulula and laszlo do i don't remember are they the artists Maybe. Tallulah is... Tallulah is the one that was doing like the performance. Yes. She's a she's like a Broadway performer. Yes. And then Laszlo is a painter. Okay, great. That's them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we meet Fritz and Petunia. Uh, Fritz is a man. Petunia is a puppet. That's his wife. That's his wife. That's his wife. He does her ventriloquist. Well, no, no, no. She's, she does She's alive. Stuff. She's fine. She's alive. Uh, Petunia is loud as fucking rude as hell. She also leaves him constantly, apparently. Yeah. And then we meet Grandma Lucille, who's baking cookies, which means she's dancing. She's in there vibing. She's got the lights going, swinging them hips. Yeah. So Lucille is Grandpa's wife. wife. Mm-hmm. She has pink hair. We love her. Queen. The boys in the pots outside are Uncle Spike and Uncle Dimitri. They are twins. No one knows how they're related to anyone. Nope. They're There's just there. Lefty? Who is the squid butler? Who is the squid butler? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask why that's the only and one I remember. <laughs> there is Wilbur's mom, who is Franny, and she is conducting like a singing frog group. Yeah, she's a choir of, well, actually, no, one, just one of them sings. The main one, Frankie, is the singer, and the rest of them play. It's like a giant jazz band. Yeah. They're like mafia frogs. It's giving like Frankie Valley. Yeah. The lead frog is wearing grandpa's teeth. It's a bit That's much. That's where they went yep. in that frog's mouth. Um, it's and disgusting. grandpa takes them out of the frog's mouth and puts them in his then the whole family comes in to the frog rehearsal room Yay. and is cheering for grandpa who found his teeth. I wonder how long they've been missing. They're this like, is a daily occurrence. Yeah, like what is happening? And then uh, Lewis sneaks out and runs away and he rams into Wilbur in the hallway. Wilbur's like, where the fuck did you go? And he's like, I met your entire family. I'm so sorry. I got sucked into a tube. And Wilbur's like, tell me who everyone is and how they're related. And Lewis goes through all of it. And he's like, the only person I didn't meet was your dad, Cornelius. What does he look like? This is the best part. <laughs> Wilbur's like, he looks like Tom Selleck. So they're like showing like photos of like all the family. So when they show Cornelius, it's just like a painting of Tom right. Selleck. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. 
It got me really good. Okay, so cut back to a bowler hat guy. He breaks into the orphanage and he runs into Goob. Michael Yagubian, mm-hmm. my hero, mm-hmm. who just just got beat up, just got his ass kicked. Um, and he also fell asleep and he missed the winning catch at the Little League tournament, which is why he got beat up, which is why he got beat up because he lost the game yeah. um, because he was so fucking tired because Lewis keeps him up all night. It's so it's sad. really sad. Goob is like, it's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. And Bowler Hat Guy tells him, no, let it fester. Let the hatred for others fester in your heart. And Goob is like, okay. And then as Bowler Hat Guy is leaving the room, he says, don't let it go. (laughs) Like Bowler Hat Guy, what the fuck? Um, so then Bullard guy's like, I'm just looking for Lewis. And Goob is like, he's probably up on the roof. That's where he likes to go to think. So Bowler Hat Guy goes to look for Lewis on the roof and he's not there. And Doris is like, well, let's split up and look for clues. Bowler Hat Guy finds a stick. It's such a good clue. And good then boy. Uh, Doris finds Lewis and Wilbur's DNA. Like she can tell that the, a time travel machine was also there. And so he's like, I wonder w- what all of that means. And she, Doris is like, it means that they time traveled back to the future. And he's like, yeah, that's it. You're so smart, Doris. Wow. So they need to go back to the future, which is a different movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now Bowler Hat Guy and Doris get in their time machine and they also go back to the future. Mm -hmm. In the future, Wilbur is explaining to Lewis how his dad like invented pretty much everything that they have in existence currently, like all of the flying cars all of the different weird modes of transportation all the The glenda bubbles yeah the bubbles he also invented the two time machines and that's why there's only two in existence because it's just his dad inventing them and creating them and his dad's motto is keep moving forward so anytime something doesn't work you just got to keep hacking at it until it works again yeah so lewis is working on the time machine he thinks he fixes it so they get it started but then it kind of sputters out and then lewis is super down on himself he's like every time he does like a little a little something that doesn't work he like really beats himself up i mean Lewis, chill i think after a hundred and whatever failed adoptions and okay, but he all only, of his inventions also failing he's really just like fuck this he only couldn't fix the time machine one time like chill bro anyway lewis is super disheartened um but it's okay because mom calls them up for dinner so they go up for dinner bowler hat guy and doris have shown up on the the lawn of the robinson's house Doris doesn't trust Bowler Hat Guy because he's a fucking idiot. So she gives Mm -hmm. him like a little remote control. Mini Doris. Yeah. And then Doris like poops out a little Doris. (laughs) He's like, I didn't even know you could do that. (laughs) Yeah. So now Doris and the little mini remote control Doris go to spy on the house to see if they can find the kid. A.K.A. Lewis. But he's at dinner with uh, the entire family. There's a lot going on at this dinner. Um, They're having meatballs. And everyone is asking Lewis where he's from. And he says Canada. 
And one of them is like, oh, you mean North Montana? And he's like, yeah, it's a great country. And they're like, you mean state? <laughs> yeah, we acquired Canada and renamed it North, North Montana. Montana. Is the that, whole thing. That's what I'm saying. The whole of Canada is one it's state. big ass state. I mean, pop off, queen. <laughs> Grandma's like, you look like you're related to someone that I know that is from North Montana. So like, I wouldn't be able to tell unless I can see the cowlick that they all have in that family. So take your fucking hat off. Also, now he's wearing a normal ball cap. He got a he's not wearing the chiquita, chiquita banana, banana hat anymore. anymore so wilbur is freaking out because he's like well they can't see his hair because i don't know he's from the future so he starts a meet from the past oh whatever from the past <laughs> yeah. what the fuck ever so wilbur starts a meatball fight between one of his uncles and his mom and it's a lot it turns into like an old action film like you know in like the really old godzilla versus mothra movies where they like dubbed it to yeah. like from Chinese like old to karate English. movies yes. where they do the voiceovers but it doesn't line Match up with their mouths <laughs> it was pretty funny it's cute mom franny wins the meatball fight though she pop off kills it yeah she's better than everybody her hair fucking bothers me i don't fucking like it i'm just gonna say that okay, okay? i don't like it i don't like how it's swoopy and weird and i don't like how her and wilbur have the same exact fucking haircut it's fucking stupid well, hers is in a ponytail Okay, it's the same as his, except for she has a low pony. Mm-hmm. Fucking ugly, Franny. You're better than that. Tell me how you really feel. I hate her hair. Okay. It's the only part of this movie I don't like. Anyway, um, they're about to have their second course. I don't know why you need a second course after fucking meatballs. Um, it was like spaghetti and meatballs, too. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a whole lot meal. of food. But you know what the second course is? Peanut butter a and jelly. sandwich. That's like more like a dessert, I feel like. Oh, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, that's so filling. I could eat 43 PB&Js. I would quite literally pass away if I couldn't even eat a whole plate of spaghetti, let alone that and we are not the same. <laughs> anyway, second course, I guess, is a peanut butter and jelly. And Carl comes out wearing this funky little hat and he throws bread at everyone from the hat. And then he's got a little PB&J gun. Yeah. And Lewis is like, that's I invented my that. invention. <laughs> Weird. And guess what? It jams. Yeah. <laughs> Wilbur's like, well, guess what? My bestie Lou is here is a fucking inventor. I bet you he can fix it. So the whole family is waiting for Lewis to fix his PB&J. What's the weird uncle in the, in the chair? Joe. Joe has seen the bread. He knows PB&J is coming. He is quite literally having an aneurysm. He works out. Waiting for the PB&J. Um, it's going to be really bad if he doesn't get it. So Lewis tries to fix the PB&J machine and he thinks he fixes it and it explodes all over the place kind of like it did in the beginning and everyone cheers for him and they're all like you failed that's so good you don't learn anything from doing good you only learn from your failures and he's like y'all are all on crack but okay bestie <laughs> meanwhile bowler hat guy puts mini doris on Frankie the singing frog. Why Frankie though? Why are you gonna take the top dog? He seems like the smartest, so he probably thought he could, you know, control him better, I guess. Um, it's not going very well. Frankie just keeps repeating everything that Bowler Hat Guy is saying, and then he finally gets him to stop repeating him and to do what he wants him to do. So he tells Frankie to kidnap lewis and the frog is literally like first of all i have small arms and <laughs> like a frog cannot kidnap a child there's 
a large room of full-grown adults in there. He literally says, I don't think this is a very well-thought-out plan. And then he's like, master? 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 Am I right? And Bowler Hat Guy is like having an existential crisis because he did not think this plan through whatsoever. Um, So he gets the mini Doris off of the frog and makes the frog go away. And then mini... Doris is just kind of floating around and it floats on top of a topiary that's in the shape of a T-Rex. And Bullerhead Guy's like, I have a fucking genius idea. And he's like, maybe I should tell Doris. And then he goes, no, I'm going to actually surprise her because this idea is so genius that like she wouldn't even believe it. And then he flies away and then he comes back with a T-Rex <laughs> that he is now controlling with mini Doris. It's not a terrible plan. It doesn't go very well, though. So the T-Rex, first of all, tries to eat Lewis. Um, doesn't go well for him. He spits him back out because then Buller Hat Guy is like, I don't want you to eat him. Yeah, we, we need the kid. We need him alive, <laughs> actually. And the whole family is going after the T-Rex now to help Lewis. They end up tripping the T-Rex with Carl. He like stretches him out and then they cover him in pizza dough. But the T-Rex does in fact escape and is chasing Lewis. Lewis backs himself into like a corner and the T-Rex can't reach him. <laughs> Because he has a big head and little arms. And again, he's like talking to Bowler Hat Guy. He's like, master. Yeah. (laughs) Just like the frog was. He literally says the same thing that Frankie did. He was like, I don't think this was a very well thought out plan. Like, master. Poor Bowler Hat Guy. But also the T-Rex just looks really sad because he just wants to do good. Well, the T-Rex wins. So T-Rex is the only winner in this whole movie. (laughs) Honestly. So Tiny and Doris gets knocked off of the dino's head by Wilbur. And then the frogs take the tiny Doris and put it in a trunk. Yeah, the mafia frogs. They're going to kill the tiny Doris. I'm kind of sad about it. They're going to tie a... Nobody wins. They're going to tie a cylinder of cement. <laughs> a block of cement. Poor, poor tiny Doris. R.I.P. Queen. Um, But Big Doris is now mad at Bowler Hat Guy because he fucked up their plans. Didn't get Lewis. He tried his best. This is when it gets real awkward because Lewis accidentally calls Franny mom. Um, And it's really awkward if you've seen this movie before. Yeah, it's super (laughs) awkward. And then Franny is like, Lewis, we'll adopt you, bestie. Like, you can live with us. And then Wilbur knocks off Lewis's hat and they all realize that he's from the past. Because of his hair. Because of his hair. Yeah. Past hair. And Franny's like, "Uh, we can't adopt you. You actually have to go back to the past. You have to go to your own time. You'll fuck up the space time continuum. No, but they don't tell him that. Well, they should like explain it to him. Be like, hey, listen, you're going to fuck up the world. But instead, they're just like, sorry, we don't like you. We can't adopt you. Yeah. Just make him feel like shit. And then... Lewis says he just wants to go back and see his mom. And then Franny is like, well, that's definitely also not going to happen. And Wilbur is like, yeah, but I told him that, but I lied. And then Lewis is like, what the fuck, bro? Like, He's really fuck you. not going, like doing anything good right now. Yeah. So Lewis does what any good Disney princess would do and goes to cry in the garden. <laughs> as, as they all do. And then Bowler Hat Guy comes to him and is like, hey, if you fix this memory reader machine thingy, I will take you to see your mommy in my time traveled car that I stole. Lewis is like, great, let's do that. So Bowler Hat Guy and Doris take Lewis to fix the memory scanner and then they tie him up after he fixes it. He's like, hmm, lied, lied to you. 
Sorry about that, it. guys. Like, um, I lied to you. Also, fun fact, Lewis, you are Wilbur's father. It's like um, Star Wars, but anticlimactic. Yeah. And Lewis is like, I'm sorry, what? And Buller Hat Guy is like, that is right. Uh, you are Wilbur's dada. Also, <laughs> fun fact here, bestie. I'm Goob. And this it's is me, Michael Yagoobian. This is when we see what's under his cloak because like it's it's really shrouded in darkness because of his cloak the whole time. But his outfit is, in fact, his baseball outfit. Yeah. But what is the black like onesie that he's wearing? I don't know. That's what I was asking about. I think it's just like he has like a black it. onesie, though. I I know. But like, what is that? He's got like, like a, a morph suit. Yeah, like what the fuck? I don't it's hiding his baseball suit. Yeah, he still has his baseball outfit on. That he wore when he was like what how old is Goob? Twelve, I don't know. He looks smaller 10, than twelve. That. Well he's malnourished and he he's doesn't tiny sleep. And he and he just wears that baseball outfit. Tiny little jersey. It looks like a bra on him now. <laughs> like Yeah. It's pretty sad. Yeah, he's like, um, you ruined my life because at that baseball game I fell asleep. And then I got beat up and we lost. And all I ever wanted to do was play baseball. And you ruined that for me. So now I'm going to ruin your life by stealing your invention. Yeah, he wanted to win his Little League championship. That's fucking reasonable. Hello, Team Goob. But then also it's really sad because he says that like in the flashback, he's like, no one liked me. But then he's walking through the school hallways <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, Goob, come on, hang out with our family today. Or Goob, my Well, that's and because his future self told him to I fester know. in hatred and don't let it go. So really, Goob ruined his own life. Which is what of. Lewis tells him. He's like, you ruined your own life, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> that was all you. <laughs> oh, man. But then we see how um, Doris and Bullet Hat Guy came together. So Bullet Hat Guy just like lived in the orphanage his whole life, I guess, until he got like old. He just I think he was just sitting there like, yeah, listening to the radio, listening to how Cornelius Robinson became the wealthiest man in the world and invented so many great things while he was just sitting in his little league uniform. Fostering. On his bed for 30 years, not showering. Is that why he's um, so hunched over? Because he was bottom bunk, you think? Yeah. Okay. Yep. But so Doris was one of Cornelius's inventions. She was a brain cap that was supposed to like help people think better. It was like a helping hat. It yeah. It was going to like brush like her teeth and shit. Cap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she developed a mind of her own and became bad. So they put her away in the like previous inventions room they should have set her ass on fire well they thought that they turned doris off she can't turn she off lied and she faked being turned off and she escaped and then she found bowler hat guy and teamed up with him to go against cornelius and the robinsons yeah bowler hat guy was gonna egg the robinsons house that was his original master plan yeah and he was really gonna was a good one stick it to he's him he's really gonna stick it to him and then yeah. doris was like uh-uh 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 <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Doris is truly evil but she's also yeah. a robot so like fuck highest you know what I'm saying yeah and Lewis is like goob respectfully um you focused on bad stuff instead of just like moving on from like one tiny thing in your life and like so you are the reason that you are the way you are it's not my fault goob does not agree <laughs> so they go to the roof to get back in the time machine Lewis hears some pigeon sounds and he's like, oh, that's my friend Wilbur. So he turns around. Yeah, oh, yeah, my son. I forgot that <laughs> he knows now. 
So Lewis is tied up, but the memory scanner is in the wagon. So he just kind of throws himself onto the wagon and then pushes himself over to where Wilbur and the robot Carl are at the edge of the building. They run away from Bowler Hat Guy and Doris, and they are not happy. So Carl and Lewis and Wilbur go back to the future again. But Carl gets uh, yeeted. Yeah, Doris fully, like, shoves a hand through Carl's midsection, kills him. Just fully kills another. She's ruthless. This Doris is ruthless. Mm -hmm. Doris steals the memory machine again. Uh, Bullerhead guy takes the machine to Inventco again and and tries to sell it off as his own invention. And then Wilbur and Lewis go to fix the time machine. Wilbur gets sucked into a vortex that has formed over the house because Goob is actively changing the timeline from Cornelius showing the memory scanner at the science fair to Goob taking it to Advent whatever. Mm-hmm. Inventco, mm-hmm. Invent Tech. I don't remember it's what it's called. It's a super Inventco good name. Um, where he's presenting it to the board of directors and doing it successfully. So Wilbur gets sucked up into that vortex because, you know, he doesn't exist anymore in this new future. Uh, Doris has taken over the future worlds. Lewis goes into the house and he can see the memory scanner, but it's like fucked up and weird. And he can see that like Doris's future, Goob and Doris's future. It's really Doris's future. Yeah. She takes over and makes a bunch of other Doris's and takes over all of the humans. And Goob is not happy in this new future either. No, because she like takes him over too. She used him. Yeah. Doris fucking sucks, basically. Yeah, and then Doris gets, like, huge. It's really scary. Was that Doris? Or he, did Doris make herself a bigger Doris? She might have made herself a bigger I think Doris. that's what happened. Um, and so Lewis is now being chased in this scary dystopian bowler hat future. Yeah, there's also all of his family, his future family, all are wearing the bowler hats and they're coming for him too it's like a bowler hat zombie apocalypse it's kind of freaky it's kind of fucking scary Mm -hmm. luckily lewis is able to fix the time machine right quick and he flies away also can i what what does doris get out of taking over she's a hat vengeance for who herself okay she's a hat yeah i just making sure we're on the same page with that um so lewis goes to again yeah lewis (laughs) goes back in time again but he goes to the board meeting between goob and inventco and lewis tells goob that doris is using him and then lewis looks doris dead in her dumb hat eyeball and says I uninvent you. Yeah, he's like, I'm actually never going to invent you. And she disappears. And Doris disappears. And then he shows Goob the bad future. But then the bad future starts to turn back to the good future because he uninvented Doris. Goob realizes that Doris was using him and she's a huge bitch. Back again to the Robinsons (laughs) and Wilbur's back because they fixed the future. And Lewis tells Wilbur that the Robinsons should adopt Goob. And Wilbur's like, he smells. He's He's a also a grown fucking man. He's like 40 years old. (laughs) He has the thought process of a four year old, clearly. But they turn around and Goob is gone. 
he ran away he was actually just hiding behind a shrub two feet away but he also leaves his unicorn no binder and they open it up and he made a new box for himself and it has has a a question mark. mark i will cry right now hold it together melissa you got this cornelius comes home and his whole family is there with lewis from the past and he's like you guys the fucking time machines are broken one of them was stolen what the hell um and then he comes out and he sees himself isn't that like a thing that's like not supposed to happen in like it seems fine here okay because um, he invented the time machine so he knows the time machine exists so i think that's why it's okay because it's not like you're seeing yourself in the past and you're freaking the fuck out because like it never would have happened if he didn't see himself now because they both know that time travel exists so i think they're gucci but if you if he like if old cornelius went back to see young lewis that would have been bad because young lewis wouldn't know that time travel existed okay okay. but i think because they both know of the time travel that it's safe okay well goop saw goob and had a whole conversation little goob Yes, remember? Well, that's because he was unfucking recognizable as an adult. So I don't think little Goob even knew okay. that was him. Maybe that's but fair. older Goob knew that that was him when he was little. Okay. Anyway, so um <laughs> the reason that they know that Lewis is from the past because of his hair is because Cornelius never changed his hair. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. So when Franny was like, "We'll adopt you." Did she, she knew that that was Cornelius. No, she didn't until he took off the hat and then she saw the hair. And then she goes, oh no, we can't adopt you because one day I'm going to marry you. And you have to go back. Uh, She knew that he had to go back to the past or none of them would like have the future that they're currently living in. She never would have met him. Wilbur knew that too. Wilbur knew that as soon as they saw his hair, they would know that it was Cornelius. They would know that it's Cornelius. Gotcha. Because this man doesn't change his hair the whole time. That checks out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cornelius is like, what the fuck? Franny rats out her own kid, Wilbur, and saying like, this is all his fault, as she should. Cornelius shows Lewis all of his best inventions, and then he shows him his absolute favorite invention, the best thing he ever created, and it's still under that raggedy-ass blanket, and it's the memory scanner because it's the first invention they made that ever actually really worked and like started off essentially his whole life right both as him knowing all of this like do you think this happens in every timeline you know what i'm saying like yeah it must it's the only way it is the way <laughs> it makes my brain hurt yeah time travel should make my brain hurt i'm too stupid like for this none shit. of it would have happened if future him didn't invent the time machine and go back and have him invent the time machine right is that what you're saying yeah yeah but that's but also in that goob fuck like fucks up and has to and he has to go back and fix it but then he went back and fixed it so then what is the future now the new future i don't know but that's what i'm (laughs) saying so like now that's why i'm happy time travel just isn't real bestie because now in this future goob wakes up not to spoil anything that we're going to talk about in four seconds but and so he doesn't get angry so then he doesn't go back in time to try and steal the memory right Okay, so (laughs) my brain hurts. As Lewis is leaving with Cornelius, he asks Cornelius, he's like, do we ever find out about mom? Do we know mom? And Cornelius tells Lewis, "Um, you're going to find out. 
Just go to the science fair. Just go. You'll figure shit out. And Lewis is like, I knew you were going to say that. So Lewis says bye to everybody. He says bye to the robot. And the robot tells him he loves him. So that's when I started crying for the for the third time. Yeah. Um. He says bye to his parents. And he's like, uh, how are you? My pa-? He's like, you know what? It's fine. I'm gonna, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we're going back. Right. Wilbur takes him back to the past. Wilbur takes him to see his mom. Lewis gets out on the rainy night where his mom left him at the orphanage and he decides that he would rather see his future family than see his mother. It makes me cry every time. It's so fucking depressing. I'm depressed. He also knocked on the door for himself. So Yeah, that's when I started crying. His mother ran away. So he was like, well, I don't want to be out here. <laughs> I'm going to save newborn Knocks me. on the door. Yeah, that's what gets me every time is he knocked on the door for himself. Anyway, Wilbur brings Lewis back to his actual time for the science fair. And Wilbur's like, why did you not talk to your mom? And he's like, because I already have my family. It's like the part in Lilo and Stitch with the fucking book. (laughs) And the fucking ducks. Stitch is that I'm the ugly ugly. (laughs) No, it's literally so depressing. Before Lewis goes to the science fair, he goes to the Little League game and he wakes up Goob just in time for Goob to catch the the winning out i don't know how baseball works yeah he he (laughs) caught he caught the fucking ball and they won the game instead of losing the game yeah uh so goob does not become a evil villain he doesn't get beat up at the science fair uh it's still like fucked up where he left it but he's like please i just want to show my invention and all the judges are like okay that's we'll we'll see your invention so the science lady from inventco she decides to be the uh, guinea pig for this memory scanner helmet you're not putting fucking shit on my head that you have to turn on yeah she's done a lot with her life too he's like what memory do you want me to like go back to and she's like oh i did this thing i did this thing i climbed the grand canyon she's like i've done all this cool shit she goes oh i have a good one and she whispers in his ear and he's like oh that is a good one so then he shows her memory on the memory scanner of her wedding and she looks up at her fiance at the altar and you see a suit and the back of a guy's head with a smiley face on it it's lucille and bud his parents they decide to adopt him the science lady and bud yeah crazy caffeine sign now we know why she's in there dancing while making cookies she's lost her fucking marbles yeah she's had nine thousand cups of coffee (laughs) injected into her body (laughs) it's there forever it's fucked her up for life yeah, so Lucille and Bud adopt Lewis. They rename him Cornelius. I don't know why. That, Bud looks that at him. That part's kind of weird to me. And is I think it's so like he doesn't, you know, know it's him the whole time, I guess. I don't know. But Bud looks at him. He's like, you kind of look more like, and he's like, a, a Cornelius? Yeah, I get that a lot because he knows that they rename him Cornelius. Do you think he renamed himself because he knew he was going to go back in time and meet himself? I think so. To like fix, like so that they didn't like, catch on anyway um hurts my brain there's also another little girl there with a bunch of frogs for her science project yeah she says that they know music really well she's teaching the frogs music and guess what her name is franny Franny. that's his wife her hair was cuter when she was yeah her little pigtails a kid Mm -hmm. bud and lucille buy an observe a dusty old observatory on a hill and that's where the robinson's house starts yeah it's tiny when they buy it. it's fucking ginormous now yeah and they um give lewis the i'm sorry cornelius he's cornelius now the top of the observatory where like all the windows and everything are for his invention space and that's where he invents all his stuff and that's how he becomes a big fantastic adventurer and he 
coins the term keep moving forward and he invents a bunch of great things. And then at the end of the movie, this gets me every time. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> There's a Walt Disney quote. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As I'm crying. Around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Cute. As I'm actively sobbing. Yeah. What the hell? Why did you make me watch this for this podcast? And people are going to know I have human emotions now. That's <laughs> so embarrassing for me. I cry at the drop of a hat. I'm a Pisces moon, so I can't help it. I know. I cry at everything. I just don't want people to know I cry at everything. It's That's different. Fair. That's very fair. <laughs> That's Meet the Robinsons. I don't know why more people don't like aren't obsessed with this movie. I love I think it so, so much. it's so cute. It's honestly the shit. Would you like to go first? I most certainly would. I give Meet the Robinsons a 9 out of 10. It's truly one of my favorite Disney movies. I don't watch it enough. I really do love this movie. I think I don't watch it enough because it literally makes me sob every time. It's like the same with Up. Like, I can't watch it. Yeah. I cry. It's so good. I love Goob. Is, Goob is literally my favorite person on earth. I would die for Michael Yugubian and I don't <laughs> want to hear it. I love that man. I love seeing him in Mickey's Not So Scary. <laughs> He's literally like the best. I just love the whole story. I just love this movie. Anyway, um, it is my number 28. It's below Beauty and the Beast, but above Jungle Cruise. Mine's, For you. Mine's shockingly high. <laughs> oh. um, I gave Meet the Robinsons a 10 out of 10. Of course you did. Um, I just like, yeah, like I don't know why it took me so long to watch this movie, but like I think it just holds like so much of like what Walt you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if, if Walt in 2007 could have made a movie, like I think that would have been it. You know what right. I mean? Like just like the storyline and like the feelings of it and everything. It's at number 17 for me. So it's at, it's underneath Luca, but above Beauty and the Beast. Are you ready to guess? Oh my God. Yes. I'm so nervous because I'm so bad at guessing every single time. <laughs> okay. Look, I was like, I could redeem myself and pick like a really good movie. But you didn't do that? Or I could just like, oh, I'm God. already like, I'm already two for two on the shit show i'm scared of picking movies mm -hmm. um so i picked a movie from the 70s because we all know nothing was was <laughs> going well nothing good came from the 70s what's happening in the 70s i know i've seen this movie but i i think i saw it when i was really little and i don't remember anything about it so it must not have touched my heart oh god okay uh this movie is however in a parade a parade at walt disney world in disneyland it is a nighttime parade and uh -huh. um I'm literally going through each part of d in there's my a, head there's a mythical creature involved pete's dragon <laughs> yes. i do you know that i literally stopped listening to you and i was going through each section of dep <laughs> In my brain, I was like, Alice in Wonderland. There's all the princesses. We did Pinocchio. Um, Wait, which one? The original one? Yeah. The 70, I think it's 77. I could be wrong. I remember this movie very well. Is it bad? It's bad, isn't it's it? It's not. I don't think it's bad. I can't but it's wait. definitely not great. Is it better than yes. Angela Lansbury fighting the Nazis? Yes. Okay, well then I'm excited. I think it's cute. <laughs> I was excited when they were going to, when they came out with the live action and then I never watched it. Oh, good. <laughs> so good, good, good. Yeah. I just think it's funny because everyone thinks the dragon's name is Pete, but it's Pete's dragon. 
Uh, yeah, the dragon's name is um, <laughs> Elphaba. <laughs> Elphaba the dragon. You know, <laughs> Elphaba. It's definitely an interesting movie. Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. These opinions are our own and are no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The Tragical Podcast cover art is created by Johnny the Alchemist. The Tragical Intro was produced by Ja Reezy. Links to our social media and Patreon can be found on our website located in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. Five, four. That's what they do in the movie. Yeah, that's what they do in the movie. <laughs> in the what? In the movie. I heard mujis and I was like, what's a mujie? They probably did say mujis. I've had a glass of wine or two. I just chugged some um, English breakfast tea with a whole I mean, half a cup of sugar. The movies. Yeah, no, the movies. Tragical. <laughs> <laughs>